schadenfreude everybody must have screamed ah he's a sung hero a little pushy pushy are you back from listening to stairway to heaven twice now those are just words i looked up on the internet unreasonable doubt a podcast about west virginia university basketball starts now hello from the studio in Nitro, West Virginia, this is Unreasonable Down. It's a podcast about West Virginia University basketball, part of the Basketball Podcast Network. I'm Josh Witt. This is episode 28, the Oklahoma State Cowboys. And my only prediction was it was going to be a blowout either way. And uh, for once, and you know that I am not right 100% of the time, because who is? But I got this one right. And I got it right the good way in that WVU won this one handily, not as dominant as the Oklahoma win, but dominant nevertheless, 85-67 win over Oklahoma State. And there's a lot of factors that get in that get to WVU winning this game. The big one of the biggest ones was uh, no Avery Anderson for Oklahoma State. Now I looked. Avery Anderson is is like his record is four and four against the Mountaineers. It's not like it's it's a crazy uh, Avery Anderson stat about how great he is against WVU. He does seem to be great against WVU, win or loss. The Deuce season, they just when Oklahoma State finished WVU's regular season with a loss and then took West Virginia out in the first round of the, of the Big 12 tournament. That's what I remember because Avery Anderson was great in both of those games. So speedy recovery to Avery Anderson. I wish you the best in your future endeavors. I hope your risk gets right. But also that helped a bunch tonight, him not making shot after shot. Uh, but other things helped West Virginia win this game. When you have an 18-0 run, at, in any game, that really helps your chances of winning. When when you score 18 straight points and the other team scores zero, that's a good sign. You're not going to win every time, but darn near every time you're going to win. When your opponent goes two for 19 from three, that really helps your chances of winning. I mean, Oklahoma State, they just kept shooting them. I mean, over and over. Oh, you know, this one's going to go in, and it never went in. And it, uh, there was an air ball mixed in, but mostly clanking around. A lot of clanking from three-point range for Oklahoma State. And that's great for WVU. And they just kept shooting him. Thank you, Oklahoma State, for doing that. When West Virginia goes 80% from the free throw line in a game where there was so many fouls, I mean, so many fouls, that really helps your chances of winning. I mean, guys made foul shots, and they had plenty of opportunities. What's crazy is that Oklahoma State had even more opportunities in West Virginia from the free throw line. So many free throws. Game didn't end till darn near 9.30 on a 7 o'clock tip. Uh, and why? Fouls. So many fouls. And when Eric Stevenson has back-to-back 20-plus scoring games. That really helps your chances of winning. You know, I, I said at the end of the last podcast, typically Eric Stevenson, we, when he goes off with a scoring performance, he comes back down to earth a little bit. 
and it was sustained tonight. He was a big part of that 18-0 run, big part of a run in the second half to keep Oklahoma State at bay. He made shots, and he did it in two straight games, and it couldn't have come at a better time for him to go back-to-back 20-plus. And then Trey Mitchell. When Trey Mitchell, who prior to this game has only had one double-digit scoring total in one of his last eight games, one out of eight, he's broken the double digits. And tonight, he has the most points he scored as a Mountaineer. 22 points, I believe. Listen, Oklahoma State, they're playing small. They were playing four guards a lot. And Trey Mitchell had a guard on him. And he did Trey Mitchell things. Not Trey Mitchell settling for threes. Trey Mitchell, hey, I got a six-foot-four guy, and I'm 6'9". I'm going to take this guy inside. And he did that. Footwork is always great. Got got shots to go in close to the basket. He only shot one three tonight. He was not hanging out in the perimeter. Give me the ball, mouse in the house, and taking advantage. And he had two dunks in the second half, including a big one to extend the lead where Oklahoma State cut it from a 21-point halftime lead down to 15, and then Trey Mitchell with an emphatic dunk. He looked great tonight, and he was way past due to have a night like tonight. Best game of the calendar year for Trey Mitchell, and he looked good on the defensive side of the ball too. He he held his own, and just shout out to Trey Mitchell for getting it done. And Bell, Woggy, and Aconquo all had moments and played solid. Emmett Matthews played 34 minutes, and so he responded well after what happened on Saturday. There was a Kobe Johnson sighting for the first time in a while, so it was nice to see Kobe back on the court. West Virginia needed this win, and they got it. Tell me when's the last time you heard that. (laughs) Probably hadn't been that long. Uh, So many must-win games. I understand. I'm not going to explain it, how you can have – six must-win games and have more must-win games coming. <laughs> it dilutes the must part of it. I'm just telling you they're all they're all must-win games, the ones I've deemed must-win, and there's more coming. And if they lose a must-win, they may have another must-win ahead of them. I'm just, I'm just, I know it's complicated, and it may be semantics, but especially after – you know what? This win actually makes – the lost Saturday more frustrating. I mean, they had that one. They had it and they gave it away. And, uh, you know, yes, this win eliminated the possibility of a seven-game losing streak. Yes, this gets us one step closer to avoiding uncomfortable whispers at the end of the season. But if they win Saturday and the game goes the way it did tonight – now you're sitting with six conference wins instead of five. You're six and nine, and six and nine feels so much better than five and ten, especially with the games you got coming up. And so we'll take five and ten. All you can do is win the next game, and West Virginia did that. Um, but, man, wouldn't it have been great to get those two wins? <laughs> and so six and nine 
is not in, on the table. They're 5-10. and 10. And even before this game, the ESPN bracketologist, he's not the only one that does it, multiple bracketologists sit with West Virginia 4-10 and 10 in a conference. Four wins, 10 losses. Multiple people that pay attention to this stuff say West Virginia is going to make the NCAA tournament. And if you told me before the season, hey, Josh, it's February 20th, and WVU has five conference wins, and they have three games left. So they're definitely not going to get the 500 in the Big 12. Uh, how do you think the season's going? And follow-up question, do you think West Virginia is going to make the NCAA tournament? And I would be like, what? Are you? Are there even a chance they're going to make the NCAA tournament? You did say five and ten, right? There's no chance, and yet they do have a chance. How how much of a chance? It's not. It's not as probable as as anybody would want it to be, but they've got a chance, and it's not the win your conference tournament chance. Get a win out of your last three. Heck, try to get two. And then go to Kansas City and don't come back home empty-handed. And you got a chance. Talked about the recipe. They have not followed my recipe by losing over the weekend to Texas Tech. But we just got to substitute some ingredients. And that's going to involve ingredients, which are wins, in Kansas City. And I would say wins plural is really going to help the cause, but at least one win. You know, I think the cake can come out tasting yummy if you only have one win in Kansas City, but the recipe calls for more than one win. (laughs) And the recipe still could be followed if West Virginia wins out. We're going to talk about how that probably isn't going to happen. I, I want them to win every game. Um. But West Virginia, with five conference wins and ten conference losses, are are in the mix for being in the brackets, the brackets we care about. NBA fans, it's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hand with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Just go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app today, opt in, and place the same-game parlay on any NBA game. And if it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus bet back. So, the Pelicans beat the Lakers today. So they're on a one-game winning streak. I would fade the Pelicans, and that would, whoever they played next, bet against the Pelicans with love and respect to New Orleans. Download the app now and sign up with code TBPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Only a DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, with code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. After a win, I'd like to give some shout-outs besides the ones I mentioned in the first segment. 
you know, shout out to Jose Perez. Still can't believe he's not playing, you know? The only guy that can't get a waiver in 2023. Maybe there's somebody else or a lady. It looked like Jose Perez tonight. I believe he was wearing a Jose Perez t-shirt tonight. And that's that's a special move. And I respect it. I can I feel uncomfortable. I have a podcast t-shirt or two. I have a podcast sweatshirt. I'm uncomfortable wearing that in public, and it doesn't even have my name on it. Jose Perez, very comfortable T-shirt with the words Jose Perez and then the likeness of Jose Perez on said T-shirt. So it's a move I am uncomfortable with, Jose very comfortable with. Shout out to that guy. And shout out to the NCAA for you know, just drawing three or four names out of a hat every year and saying uh, you're not getting a waiver, like the opposite of a lottery. That's what that's what Jose Perez, quote unquote, won this season. Shout out to Josiah, Josiah, soft J. So, shout out to Josiah Davis. Haven't seen Josiah on the basketball court in a while. I think he was dealing with an injury at one point, but the utmost energy guy on the bench and he was in full form tonight second half stevenson was setting up for a three near the wvu bench it wasn't even like after the shot it was you see the play developing you see that eric stevenson is going to be open and before stevenson makes the cut to get the ball josiah davis is doing a Chuck Berry move. Just uh, be careful on Googling Chuck Berry, but uh, the thing where he kind of kicks across the stage with his guitar, like, I don't know how to Google that. Like, just be careful what you're Googling with Chuck Berry. Anyways, he was doing that move already from one side of the bench to the other before Stevenson had even got the ball. Stevenson did get the ball. He shot the ball. He made the shot. Josiah Davis knew that well in advance, and he was <laughs> he was go Sally go across the across the bench there. It was really something. That guy has been the vibes have been strong with Josiah Davis all season long, and I respect the vibes that he's putting out. So shout out to Josiah Davis. Shout out to Chris Beard. That's a, I don't think I'm shouting out Chris Beard. I did see a report from uh, a 24 seven sports guy that covers the Texas Longhorns with an update on Chris Beard is that he is considering a job under Bob Huggins for next season. The job, quote, special assistant, unquote. Chris Beard, special assistant. Now, you also need to be careful Googling Chris Beard. He no longer is the head coach for the Texas Longhorns. Uh, You can Google that to see what happened there. Um, It's just an interesting title. Take, Take the Googling of Chris Beard's recent history out of the equation who is a special assistant i've heard of an assistant 
West Virginia has assistant coaches, special assistant. The only thing I can think of is if you take your kid to work. And for that day, and so it's take your kid to work day, and it's not necessarily a title that they know that they have when your child is with you at work, but if somebody comes up to you, then the title's gonna come up because the person coming up to you, they see your child and they're gonna ask, who's your special assistant? And then you tell them your child's name, knowing they in fact don't work for the company um, they are special. They are not assisting anything in, in take your kid to work day, or you have that queued up on take your kid to work day, where if somebody approaches you, Jill, I want you to meet my special assistant, Freddie, you know, again, it's a ruse cause it's not a real job. Um, apologies to everybody out there who has the title of special assistant, I would argue wherever, and I don't put a strong chance at Chris Beard being a special assistant for WVU next season. But no matter where he lands, uh, it's not going to be special. And again, you can Google him or not Google him. Shout out to charcuterie boards. I had some charcuterie tonight. It's my version of charcuterie. Uh is that a thing? Do they still do that at restaurants? Is that a hip thing? Uh, it's hip here at the Witt household. Here's what I'm doing. It looks a little bit different than what I've seen at a restaurant. First of all, don't put it on a board. Definitely just put it on a plate. Also, American cheese. Is American cheese typically on a charcuterie board? It's on mine, my charcuterie plate. Take a few slices of American cheese, cut them in fours. Take a few slices of hard salami, not the little pepperoni size one, but like the, the deli meat hard salami that you can get at your local grocery deli. Take a few slices of that, cut that in fours. And then however many Ritz crackers you need to account for one slice, one mini slice of American cheese and one mini slice of hard salami. And you go cracker, cheese, salami, it's a it's a tasty treat. You you close your eyes and you're having that and you're like, "Man, this is a starter at a fancy restaurant." Then if you wash it down with some Kool-Aid, then it really feels like you're at a restaurant. And if you have and if you don't have any grapes, then you could do like a, a grape Welch's gummy. That's a nice little substitute. And look at you, you're doing charcuterie at home. Way cheaper, it feels just as fancy. All you gotta do is close your eyes. This episode of Unreasonable Doubt is sponsored by Freeman Sports Cards and Collectibles. Sports cards, there's two sides of those cards. There's the front and there's the back. The front has a picture of a sports star the back maybe has some stats maybe has a signature who who could say i i haven't looked at a sports card in a while but back when i was a kid that's what it was picture on the front stats on the back comic books 
those have drawings of superheroes and whatnot and words in word bubbles and you can read them and it's fun and you can collect them action figures they move they're small they're fun toys i'm just i'm just describing things that you if you have these then you can call freeman sports cards and collectibles and tell them you have them hey i've got a sports card with a with a person on the front and stats on the back then they'll ask you a little more information but then they'll buy it from you cash money so Call them, 304-416-3631, Freeman's Sports Cards and Collectibles. The next game for WVU is Saturday, ESPN Main, ESPN Regular, 4 p.m. Eastern. And this is a road trip, and West Virginia plays their good friends in Kansas, the Kansas Jayhawks. Now, what could we say about West Virginia playing in the Fog Allen Coliseum or Fog Allen Arena, the Fog. Oh, well, you can't say they've won there in 10 tries. You can say they've been tied at the end of the re- end of regulation twice. Not these, not this particular group, but guys that have wore a Mountaineers jersey that's played in Lawrence, Kansas at Allen Fieldhouse. Two times the game after 40 minutes of of gameplay was tied. So maybe West Virginia can do that again? Four times West Virginia has lost less than double digits at Kansas, which is not a win. Those are all considered losses. Again, West Virginia has never won at Kansas. When you look at Kansas on a map, it's like – it kind of looks like a basketball court with with one of the corners kind of underwater a little bit. You know what I mean? If if the Mississippi River wasn't there, it would look like a basketball court. And they're really good at basketball for a long time. Bill Self, great coach. Kansas, um, it's the Naismith court, I believe. That guy invented basketball. They've got some history. Bill Self, he's won a a couple of national championships, including last year's national championship. A lot of guys disappeared from that team. Cut to this year, they're winning a bunch of games, and they're probably going to win the Big 12. How? I have no idea how they do it every single year. And this is, uh, I don't know if you've heard, the Big 12 the best conference in America, top to bottom. And yet Kansas, after losing Brown, the spelled Braun, and after losing uh, Agbaji and losing McCormick and losing just a bunch of dudes, they get a bunch of different dudes, a couple of familiar dudes, and they just keep winning at at a unbelievable clip. And this Kansas team lost three in a row, and they're still probably gonna win the Big 12 which is, uh, I don't know how you do that. You know, West Virginia loses three in a row, um, and they are going to finish in the bottom half of the league. Kansas loses three in a row, and they're going to win the conference. And one could argue they have an advantage in the Big 12 tournament in Kansas City. I know it's in Missouri, 
but it's got the word Kansas in it. So West Virginia, they have not sniffed a victory versus Kansas in a while. Their last four games, no matter where it's been played, they've lost them by a total of 77 points. So it's not been close. Um, and when West Virginia has played close, I told you about the couple of overtime games, there's also that one game back in 2018 where West Virginia was up, I believe, eight with under four minutes left and lost by eight. How did they do that? Well, I don't want to get into the particulars. However, Bob Huggins got ejected, and he did so because in that game where West Virginia was up eight late at Allen Fieldhouse, uh, West Virginia uh, shot two free throws the entire game. You know how this game we just watched, there was like six million free throws, and actually the away team shot more free throws in West Virginia but West Virginia shot a ton. In that game in 2018, West Virginia shot two free throws. Kansas, 35. So uh, not that that particular, you can't, not every game that's held in Allen Fieldhouse has that big of a discrepancy. It's just the one you remember. So it's tough sledding, not just for WVU, for any team that goes into Kansas. Now, can it be done? Absolutely. TCU went into Allen Fieldhouse and got a win. It's possible. And West Virginia beat TCU, remember? But West Virginia has only won one conference game this year on the road. And uh, again, that whole zero out of ten tries. But it's, you know what, you fall down 10 times, you get back up the 11th time. That's what they say. I don't have a good feeling about this. That's it for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Listen on all the platforms or just pick one. Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, Overcast, YouTube. Until next time, I'm Josh with WVU for the 2022-2023 season. They have 16 wins and they have 12 losses.